Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. In the winds of Diego. <laughs> Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Croppy. And I'm Hall's Burkhardt. An attack on Titans back. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I had to do the uh, the theme song. Oh my from, God. from the OG season. I didn't know you once again you surprised me with it. And I just look <laughs> over and you're looking at your phone and I was like, uh oh, he's got something planned. This man's got a plan he's putting together. What do you think of the new theme song for season four, part two? It's growing on me a little bit. Oh, I loved it immediately. Yeah, it's it's heavy. Yeah. I mean, I like the heavy. The vocals were, were just taking a minute, but I'm liking it more and more. A lot of those I kind of have to listen to a bunch. Yeah, it's, there's some that just get me immediately. Right. The original one, the one you did at the beginning, that one. Oh, yeah. There's such a great hook at the beginning. Oh, my God. I just finished an anime called Farewell, My Dear Kramer, which is about lady soccer, and that one had a good... A good theme song called Ambitious Goal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. So it wasn't an anime about the dude from Seinfeld? <laughs> Just the anime no. about the Seinfeld Kramer memes? with a C. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, so That's a far darker <laughs> farewell, my dear Kramer. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, the whole season is just uh, slowed down versions of him freaking out on stage. <laughs> <laughs> at that stand-up show would you open the season with it and then spend the rest of the season like, like or do you build up to it and like Ooh. make that your your vicious finale honestly i just think you don't make it <laughs> <laughs> yep i think that's the right answer. what i think happens is you start it in the aftermath but you keep it secret like you don't say why he's so disgraced <laughs> right and you just hint that he had a bad show and then there's flashbacks leading up to the show. And then, yeah, the last episode, it all comes together with Kramer freaking out on stage. <laughs> Netflix. Hit us up. We got something for you. <laughs> Boku no Kramer. <laughs> Boku no Namai Kramer. <laughs> My name is Kramer. <sighs> um, so today, we're not talking about Attack on Titan, although I could. We're not talking about <laughs> Kramer. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, today, we're talking about Microsoft buying, potentially, it's far from a done deal, buying Activision for... 
70 billion dollars my megaphone's not working oh no i wanted the megaphone um yeah that's uh that was the big week uh news thing this week yeah that's pretty pretty big news uh potentially the biggest gaming news ever yeah like you you know that's bigger than bethesda even though bethesda is a pretty big deal well i would say before that it was the microsoft buying bethesda Mm -hmm. or zenimax technically right Um, there you go thing but man i was uh at work on tuesday and i got a message from our buddy chris fresh that was like it's crazy if you compare how much uh disney spent buying lucasfilm to how much microsoft is buying activision Mm -hmm. and i was like microsoft is buying activision (laughs) he's the who broke the news to me i didn't see anything about it and sure enough it's bananas um <clears throat> i got a lot of thoughts about it uh there are some franchises that are now going to be under the microsoft umbrella mm-hmm. that uh, i would love to see them actually do something with it okay. hasn't been they haven't used in a while because you know obviously when the news first breaks the big thing is like oh they're gonna own call of duty they're gonna own all the blizzard stuff which we're gonna talk about the blizzard stuff because that's of more interest to us i think than call of duty absolutely 100 percent um and then uh you know spyro crash bandicoot tony hawk uh pro skater so many different franchises those are sort of the big top build ones overwatch you know but under that there's a lot of stuff that activision owns that i think people forget about sometimes so um what do you think in general how do you feel about this microsoft buying activision well i mean again it's just throwing money at at it you know and doing what they have to do to stay competitive i guess is what they're they're thinking you know they've already expressed the point of view that call of duty is going to remain on sony's you know plate you know i don't i don't see them making that exclusive do you okay don't so you do think you want they, my they would rather have the money you want my uh what's the opposite of big brain you want my small <laughs> smooth brain bro- smooth brain take <laughs> on this i think that was our buddy phil spencer being a little sneaky with his wording mm. so what i think he means is we're not going to take call of duty games off of like we're not going to remove the games that are already on there we're going to allow Warzone to stay on there and keep current with updates post 2023 when this deal is supposedly going to go through i don't know buddy Oof. i don't know because <laughs> listen remember old phil when they bought bethesda he was like we're exploring everything yeah and then what happened when they announced starfield they were like ha xbox only <laughs> I don't know, man. I think we might be looking at a future where Call of Duty does become the new Call of Duty games release become Xbox exclusive. Mm -hmm. And look, there is, you know, we dip our toes into just about everything. We like to try all kinds of different games. We have a pretty broad appreciation of video games, but there is a core... I don't want to say, like, saying casual gamer sounds like I'm being a dick, but there's a core, not as invested gamer who just wants their Call of Duty game there every year, their Madden every year, and then they're set, you know? That has the potential to bring a lot of people over to Xbox. Mm-hmm. Or, 
has the potential to make people switch to PC gaming. Mm-hmm. You know, if that is the case, that they make it exclusive. Um, sort of overall, I I don't know how I feel about it because if you told me this two years ago, I would probably be more excited about it. But you can't ignore the fact that the only reason Microsoft was able to buy Activision is because Activision had one of the worst years publicly that a gaming, a big gaming publisher has had that I can remember, yep. right? When you factor like, in the Blizzard stuff, too. that The, the Blizzard stuff, big time. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the harassment stuff, the shitty management stuff, the fact that, like, when you look at the story breaks and everybody's like, whoa, that's fucked up. And then it just got worse and worse. And you hear about like, they had a room at a hotel that they called the Cosby room, which is <laughs> so fucked up. Um, and shit like that. And then they're like, okay, guys, hold up. We're going to make some changes, which is what you want to happen. So they're like, look, the head of Blizzard, he's got, he's gone. We're implementing two people as the new heads of blizzard a guy and a lady part of the big thing they were in such trouble for was the treatment of their their female employees right then it comes out that they're paying her like half what they're paying the guy or whatever like how are you that fucking stupid man you just got in trouble for this yeah Uh, i don't know such (laughs) such idiots it's it for such higher ups you know (laughs) it just goes to show you like just because you're mega successful does not mean you're the brightest bulb Mm-mm. in in the light fixture man um no, that, that kind of stuff is disgusting yeah honestly. i mean well so my big thing coming out of the like with this is i hope that what it leads to is much better working conditions for mm-hmm. everybody under activision I'm hoping Microsoft gets in there and fucking cleans house. Mm-hmm. And in a couple years, like in best case scenario, a couple years from now, we hear like their employees are way happier. Right. And there's been people in, uh, sort of talking to sources inside Activision. And it seems like the general consensus is cautious optimism. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Which is good. Um, Bobby Kotick's getting out of there, right? That's good. Dude, can I tell you? So... When big news like this breaks, it's kind of like when something big Star Wars breaks. If I'm in the middle of a work day, you just added like an hour to <laughs> my work time because I have to keep checking my phone for news updates. So I was sitting there waiting to see what the Bobby Kotick thing was. Yeah, at first it was like he's saying. Yes, the first I like, article oh, I read no. on IGN was like, They're, they expect Bobby Kotick to stay. Yeah. And I was like no why would you do that you fucking idiot talk about starting off on the wrong foot right and i was like it bummed me out i was like shit man like well there goes my hope of things being somewhat Mm -hmm. better and then later as the day went on that initial story got updated to like um no everybody inside activision is saying that he's gone Mm -hmm. like now what it seems like to me is because this deal is going to take so long that he's not gone until the deal's right. done. He, as soon as the, the deal's done, complete. he's out. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, another sentiment I've seen, which I totally get, 
is that people are uh, really bummed about this concept of a golden parachute that this dude seems to have, meaning like he's clearly an asshole. He clearly doesn't care about his employees. He just cares about trying to milk these franchises into billion dollar, you know, mega hits every time. Quick turnaround, all that stuff. Uh, I, that cookie just hit. <laughs> um, anyway, um, but so it's clear that all this is happening, but he's going to end up very wealthy when he leaves and yeah. he's going to be, he's going to be very wealthy because of the sale. He has a lot of shares in the company, right? I totally get that. And I do think it's fucking disgusting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, unfortunately that's the way it works in big business. Right. Like, so let's say Activision didn't sell to Microsoft, right? And the board decided to do something fucking good for once in their life and were like Kodak Kodak you're out of here <laughs> he would still make that money because yep. he would still have those shares right so it, there's not really unfortunately I'm not saying it's a good thing but I don't see that how there is a way you get rid of him without him also getting a huge payday mm -hmm. I did think in pure asshole fact fashion did you see that thing about the interview he did like, like so he did an interview after the news came out and the person interviewing him straight up asked him, like, do you think the reason this happened is because of all the sexual harassment stuff that's come out and the fact that your stock price has taken a huge dive? And this dude couldn't even be like, yeah, you know, we fucked up. And this is what happens when you fucked up, fuck up, you know, hopefully Microsoft like he could have said, like, hopefully Microsoft comes in here and, and gets this place in a position that it needs to be in or something like that. Instead, he said, no, actually I think it's because call of duty had a down year. Cause I guess the new call of duty Vanguard or whatever, isn't doing great. Yeah. And it was like, uh, dude, call of duty has had down years before and y'all didn't sell to Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. He, Oh, and well, he said, he said that and the fact that they had to delay Diablo four and overwatch two, those were the three things he said, led to them being in a position where Microsoft could buy them. Sure. Now, Microsoft bought this company for $70 billion after the, the biggest video game scandal of all time, probably, right? Mm -hmm. How much could they have sold that company for two years? You, you know what I mean? Before the massive scandal. Two 250 that's what i'm saying like i'm guessing i don't know even after all this bullshit comes to light you guys are still making 70 billion dollars a lot of zeros uh, yeah so it's it's crazy um i like i said i think my overall hope is that uh they let some of these studios work on something besides call of duty because so many activision studios that's what they do they cycle different mm -hmm. internal studios so they can keep up with that yearly well i saw a headline recently that said that they were broaching the idea of going away from the yearly model so that's if you want as someone who is not a call of duty fan i think the best thing for call of duty would to be to abandon the yearly model yeah right? i feel the same the same way about madden honestly i feel like i would like it better if they were to take maybe two years off and every other year in a down year just give you roster updates that you would pay like five bucks for right. ten bucks for 
Because at this point, that's kind of what you're buying exactly, a yearly sports right. franchise And then for. in a couple of years, when you've got some actual new stuff mm-hmm. to put out there, then release a game. Yeah. That's just, you know, it, it just feels like it, the whole industry would work better that way. But unfortunately, they're just more about <laughs> getting you to pay 60 bucks every year. I think there's a perfect example of how this could work. And that is the Assassin's Creed franchise. You remember Assassin's Creed was a yearly franchise for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And it started to stagnate. Yeah. Like, I would say post-Assassin's Creed 4, anything after, you know, what was it? Assassin's Creed Unity. Mm-hmm. There was the one when they were in, like, Charles Dickens' time. Syndicate. <laughs> yeah. Syndicate. Yeah. yeah. Like, awful. Mm-hmm. And not well regarded, took a huge dump in quality, and then they decided to unannualize it. And then we get like what I feel like were the three of the best regarded Assassin's Creed games Origins, uh, Odyssey, and mm-hmm. Valhalla. Mm-hmm. They basically said, What if we took The Witcher 3 and made it Assassin's Creed? Yeah. And it worked really well for them. I think. You know, yeah, you might be bummed that you don't have Call of Duty every year to look forward to, but I think the end product, if they did go to every two years even, mm-hmm. you would be a lot happier with. Yeah, and I feel like you could just extend the life of that game by yes. putting out DLC on a semi-annual basis. Maps, you know, or, modes. Yeah, maps, modes. They already kind of do that, and that's not even counting Warzone, which is now its own separate Const- thing. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. I don't see... Besides having the big Call of Duty release every year to hype up and and stuff right around the holidays, besides that, I don't see the problem with mm-hmm. taking it off an annual basis. Um, so we wanted to talk about Blizzard games because I think Blizzard games, as far as our interests are concerned, are the biggest part of this purchase, right? Right. And I well, I haven't really been into Blizzard games in in a minute, like right. hardcore. But there was a time when in my formative gaming years, they were huge, and be- that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Before Bioware and before Square Enix, Blizzard were like was like my company, mm-hmm. like that was not my, my studio that I always looked forward to. Something Same from. pre that, it was probably what Sierra. <sighs> yep, it, yeah. it probably goes Sierra, Blizzard, and then right around the same time. Bioware on PC and mm-hmm. uh, Square Enix on consoles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just do, I want to make it clear in case we haven't already, just because we're talking about how much we love these games and we're looking forward to the fo- future of where these games are, it does not condone. Oh, absolutely. Any not. of the bullshit. This that is we're not the, stu- with the, the games we're going to talk about, they're basically a different studio from what blizzard is now I it think. seems like it yeah but it, I... it's we're talking like pre-1996 something something yeah blizzard, so so you know but i just want to make it clear that like yes we we're ex- excited about the prospects of the future but mm-hmm. with the huge caveat of like there's hoping a, that they get shit under control in that huge studio. culture change that yes, needs to happen in exactly. that studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, this is not us being like, well, somebody else owns Blizzard, so now we can excuse all the bad mm-hmm. shit. But that's not no. what we're looking to do. So what was your first Blizzard game? I think it was StarCraft. StarCraft? Yeah. Because I missed Warcraft and Warcraft 2. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I didn't get into those games, but... I, the box for StarCraft just stood out for me. It, there was th- the three different ones. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that was the you had the three different races on the, the front? Terrans, the Terrans, the Protos, the, the Protos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
and I got the one with the Protoss on the front. And uh, I just remember playing it. It was the first time I had ever played, I want to say, a real-time strategy Oh, really? Game. That was your mm-hmm. very first? Nice. And it, it immediately just hooked me right in. Like, the way those little Marines ran forward and shot the aliens and the way the aliens died i was like this is awesome you know what's <laughs> weird about warcraft and starcraft and i was thinking about this the other day when we were you know just sort of talking about topics for this batch of episodes does it seem to you like they were big fans of warhammer and warhammer 40k and they oh, were like time and- let's do our version of that on the computer without ta- getting the warhammer lights it's called war craft mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. a warhammer there's orcs and right all that stuff <clears throat> so mixed with aliens mixed yeah well yeah and then you know warhammer 40k that it seems more like the inspiration right. for starcraft absolutely so um starcraft i remember because i had played both previous warcraft games my dad is an rts fan mm-hmm. but he's more of the like crunchy super stat based do you remember old school World War II uh, RTSs that would be on like discs, like right. the Tandy era computers? Mm-hmm. He would play that kind of stuff. Then he got into Civilization. My dad actually bought like Warcraft One and Two, like a double pack for himself, and then didn't like it. And I really got into him. Nice. So I was really excited for Starcraft, and because you know sci-fi. I liked their games before, and I remember reading in gaming magazines, PC Gamer and shit, like, about the three different races, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be a Protoss guy. That's going to be my jam. And then getting the game, playing the campaign, and going online before having finished the campaign and even playing as the Protoss, and being like, all right, I'm going to play somebody as them. And buddy, (laughs) did I get annihilated. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah man that was the first game that i played online competitively was starcraft Half-Life was mine so nice. it's probably right or, what was half-life 98 i think so yeah and starcraft would have been was starcraft before that look, we can look we can look this up yeah look when starcraft came out because i'm almost certain half-life preceded starcraft but i could be wrong um but regardless, uh, playing... 1998, March 31st, StarCraft. So did they come out the same year? That would be bananas. That's a hell of a year for PC gaming. Let's find out. Um, playing StarCraft online was the first time I ever got shit-talked online, too. November. In the little chat. Same year, but November. Same year. So about eight months apart. I'm bad at math. Yeah, so, so maybe I played StarCraft before Half-Life online then either way boy did i get shit talked <laughs> boy did oh I you get got shit, shit talked oh yeah, like you know the, the little chat window the chat yeah. yeah oh man that's rough yeah you you know um there was a strategy that as the zerg you could rush your basic units if you if zerg you found yeah. yeah you could if you found the guy's base quick enough with your zerg you could kill all of his workers and they're therefore just completely stunt his production mm-hmm. and you would win yep and that happened to me a couple of times, and I remember the first time it happened, the dude hit the GG on me, like sent the GG before he, he just as his dudes found my base, he just knew that the time he had done it, I was effed, and I was effed, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> the, 
How is he doing this? What I remember being sort of blown away from uh, by going from War- Warcraft 2 to StarCraft was sort of the um, improvement in storytelling within the mm-hmm. actual single-player campaign and, like, really getting into the story of StarCraft and stuff. Yeah, and I then it was they, well told. Yeah, and then they did the Brood War expansion, mm-hmm. which I was also a big I fan of. I got it day one. I did, yeah. too. I don't think I got StarCraft day one. I didn't. It had been out for a minute. I was definitely still in high school, and pro- I was probably had my first job, but, you know, you had to make them gaming purchases a lot wiser than I do today. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Me and uh, our buddy Nick, we used to play StarCraft online oh. together. A long time ago. This was when we had to do dial-up internet, too, I want to say. So it yeah. was like, you know, the the weird duck sounds and all that. But um, my friend D'Lo, as well, we pl- played StarCraft. We would play a game competitively and win. And the games would take like an hour, hour and a half. Oh, and then yeah. I would immediately go call Nick. And we would talk about the previous game for like two, three hours. <laughs> and that sh- it, so part of the reason I'm ex- cautiously excited about this purchase is... You know, if they could figure out getting a StarCraft or a Warcraft game on console on Xbox, the fun we could have, my dude. Yeah, man. That's sort of almost one of the final frontiers for console ports is figuring out a decent um, interface for, like, RTSs. Mm -hmm. They've kind of gotten close. The Halo Wars games are pretty good. I have not tried really giving those much of a shot. But they're pretty good. But You know, it's not... But it's also not as complex as a StarCraft or a Warcraft. It's it's you know right. it's a little not it dumbed down. You know what I mean? Could uh, could Blizzard now release a Halo Wars, being owned by Microsoft? That would be sick. That could be kind of cool. That could be cool. Um. Hmm. But you know, just making it easier for us to play those sort of games, right? Uh, with our friends like do you know how immediately i'd sign up to play one of those games with you and nick oh, hell yeah like a three versus three because you can do that kind of shit like mm-hmm. oh yeah oh my god dude <laughs> i would be so down i would and you know me whenever how often have you heard me go we should compete <laughs> Even if I'm joking, I'm always like, we should make a Halo team. And we should just go and and compete for fun. I say it about going to fighting game tournaments all Mm -hmm. the time. We should compete. I'm always down. We get dressed up. Get special bowling shirts (laughs) with our team name on it and stuff. It's different from Will, who is like wanting to compete against us. (laughs) It's like, you guys sure you don't want to do a free-for-all? We can't. can't, You you can't (laughs) queue in as a team. Will has multiple times. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but multiple times, you know, when Will is the the, um, party leader Mm -hmm. in Halo has gone, what do you guys want to play? And and there's some him and hawing. He's like, what about (laughs) free-for-all? And I guarantee you, it's just because Will wants to get in there and fucking drop nuts on yeah, all of yep. us because you can see it on the bottom of the screen it says yeah. your party is too large for this yeah. this play this activity i'm like oh will's looking to see if he can sneak us into a free-for-all <laughs> is this a bug I'm, he's probably convinced it's a bug will's got some interesting uh, halo conspiracy theories um do you and, think he dreams like we before he goes off to sleep he dreams about like kick, kicking the shit out of us oh, in yeah. halo? <laughs> like you and i are fighting each other in free for all and will just comes in and snags the double kill on Ninjas, us both yep. yeah. 
job, Daddy. You can just hear. <laughs> you can just hear the fucking uh, uh, cotton in his underpants, fucking <laughs> stretching as a, a nocturnal boner forms. It's like <laughs> he stirs uh, in his sleep a little bit. <laughs> That's a double. That's a double. That's a... <laughs> Uh, I love him. Uh, I do too. Yeah, so StarCraft, I mean, did you have a favorite? Was it the Protoss? It ended up being the Terrans. I could never really get my head around, in the campaign I could, but playing them online, Mm -hmm. I could never really get my head around the strategy for them. I was never, I'll be honest with you, I was never very good playing online, regardless. Yeah, we got got there, like... (laughs) I, I stuck with that one enough to where I would I started getting wins at a decent clip, especially when when we would play together because somebody on our team was just able to turtle up and yep. just Nick like would build like acres of siege tanks. So if anything tried to get close, it was curtains. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, so then, you know, I, I remember little shit about StarCraft impressing me, like uh, the fact with the Terrans. You know, so you have your main base mm-hmm. that you could. Detach yep. that from the ground. Fly that and, shit over to some new minerals. <laughs> yeah, and fly it somewhere else. I thought that was the coolest. So you know what I always needlessly tried to do <laughs> online was detach my base and move it and shit. Just because I thought I could pull something cool up. Never worked. It never worked. <laughs> it can be good for like when the Zerg rush you, you can lift it off and they can't destroy it. Right, you know? right. But like, um, I like the Zerg were my favorite, especially in competition. I was pretty good with them i was able to use the queens really well and i had like the keyboard hotkeys like oh, going yeah. to where you could program in like a bunch of moves while they were flying but i liked them all i i got good with all of them at least some basic strategies my most memorable moment was with the protoss where i pulled off a perfect drop move and ended up killing the dude's entire army basically with two units nice it was awesome and we won the game because of it too um so starcraft was a big one and then sort of what would be the next one, sort of chronologically? I would so, say it's probably Warcraft Three. Diablo was in there. Oh yeah, Diablo. Uh, was Diablo definitely was in definitely in there, um, which was a fantastic game as well. That one captivated me. I don't mm-hmm. know about you, like when, it, like right from the start, like I was like, this loot based kind of thing. Yeah, like so, <laughs> Diablo for me because it was a Blizzard game, I was way interested in it. This was at the time when I don't think our computer could run Diablo, Mm. like the one in my parents' house, maybe the one at my grandparents' house. Mm -hmm. So it was never a game I was, like, really going after. I think Diablo was pre-StarCraft. It was. It was 96. It was was December 31st, 1996. So basically 1997, yeah. Well, so this makes sense. I know exactly when I got Diablo then. September of 1997, house fire or Mm. house burns down. And as part of, like, when the insurance was straightening everything out, I got my first, my first personal computer that was just my computer. It's a compact Presario, baby. Nice. Something that could run some good shit. And then we went to Walmart, and my dad was like, why don't you go pick up a couple of computer games? Dead flush with insurance money, you know what I mean? Didn't you got Diablo, and wasn't it, like... A Star Wars game, Dark too, Forces right? Two Jedi Knight. It's two good choices, man. You're set. Diablo yeah. has hours, hours of gameplay. And you know me and Star Wars. Now I'm playing a Star Wars game 
that has FMV cutscenes, so it looks like an extremely low budget sci fi channel Star Wars that sequel. Was, that was some cutting ass that you, shit know, back but, then, though. Playing bro. it, I was like, I'm watching a new Star Wars movie on my computer monitor. Dad, get in here! I'm watching a new Star Wars movie. It's like four colors. Yeah. Diablo pulled me away though, yeah. and that's what I ended up playing and finishing first was Diablo. That game was so good; like it, it hooks you right away with the the voiceover, mm-hmm. the narration. That guy is so good, Diablo. Stay a while and listen. Stay a while, and listen. Deckard Kane. <laughs> Diablo, do you guys think we could queue up for some free for all? <laughs> Yeah, man, and it was just like so, like the the concept of just like moving your little dude around with your mouse, clicking on shit to fight it, picking up gold, picking up equipment, yep, looking cooler and cooler. You know that means a lot to me. Oh, me too. The gameplay loop was really good. You'd, you'd go back to town, you'd sell all the horse shit you yep. had, <laughs> maybe buy some more town portal scrolls or whatever, whatever, and then go right back to where you left off and, and keep dude, doing it again. That shit gets. Hard. Very hard. Yeah. I remember there's a section probably on one of the, like when you're finally down to hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I, my goal, like playing by myself, portal in, a bunch of shit runs at me. I kill like three or four things. And out. Then, peace. Uh, yeah, you had to do that. Yeah, you're portal. watching your health just go. Yeah. And you're hitting the button for the potions. You're, you're healing as yep. fast as you can. You're just surrounded. You've got a ring of monsters around you and around them are like, thousands of other monsters that's not thousands but, but like a, a ton like the full screen yeah. worth surrounding you and you have to use your your crazy you know attacks the ones that do the most damage the big area of effect attacks yeah. and, and you would find weapons that would like make certain parts of your build build better mm-hmm. like all the different um archetypes had different builds within those archetypes yeah. that you could do and that was really awesome to me too a lot of replay value there <laughs> i just remember because the first boss you fight is the butcher mm-hmm. right famously mm-hmm. and he's you know you're a couple floors in and i just remember the first time coming across that dude because you know diablo now like you know diablo 3 the most current iterations very bright colorful i've never hated the design of it but um you know it's way different than it used to be because it the first couple diablos pretty creepy mm-hmm. especially that first one because it's just got that weird low res creepy look to it as it is it's all dark and like the light in the dungeons actually plays like a factor in it and stuff um, I played that one. Did you ever get online with the original Diablo? Did, I didn't. Mm-mm. I did, and every time you'd get online, you would come across some dude who was full kitted out, like an anime character. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice. Like, just full kitted out. And there was this um, item duplication bug that you could exploit. So basically what you do is you'd log in, you see some guy with killer gear, and then you beg him to copy the gear for you. And nine times out of ten, they would. And I remember, because I always played like the warrior guy, uh, I had a, my sword, this crazy rare sword I had was called the Heavenly Sword of the Whale. Oh, that sounds so cool. It was awesome. (laughs) And, um... I always thought it was cool when you got in PvP fighting other characters in Diablo Online. If you beat them, you got to take one of their ears as a trophy. Grizzly. Yeah. 
So I have a chest full of ears. I had like two. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, you guys want to come check out my ear collection? Right. It's two. <laughs> so Diablo 2 came out in 2000. Yep. Came was out my senior year in high school. A few years later than, what did we say, 96 for Diablo 1? So that was like four years later, which I guess at the time seems like forever. Like when is there? When are they going to release Diablo Two? I can't believe it. It's been three years and nothing. But yep. you know, they had StarCraft in between. Worth the wait, though. Yeah, I thought yeah. Diablo Two was better than Diablo One in pretty much every aspect. Oh yeah, it's way more fleshed out. Like, there's a reason that they weren't like, okay, first we're going to release Diablo One right. remastered, <laughs> and then we'll do Diablo Two remastered. Yeah, Diablo Two <laughs> is another like masterpiece. Really, like mm-hmm. it still holds up to this day. Like the the remastered version is great. Um, again, just more characters, archetypes to choose from, more builds within those archetypes. The Necromancer. That's all I yeah. need. And that is my dude. And my build is skeletons. That was the so first. So many skeletons. First time I played that on my PC back in the day, I did a Necromancer as well. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. Um, years later, and when I was, in, I would say this was maybe 2003. Me and some buddies, um, Bryce, you know Bryce, yeah. you've met Bryce. Bryce was one of them. One of our friends put together like a private Diablo 2 server, and we all got on to play. It was the first time I ever played co-op in Diablo 2. And they would bitch at me so hard because I would have so many skeletons following me around that it'd lag out everybody's computer. And they'd be <laughs> like, come on, man, will you respec and change? And I was like, no, no, this is my build hundreds of skeletons or whatever it was mm-hmm. a lot yep never played never played that one online either it was fun unreal tournament came out the year before like i just looked that up to november 30 1999 i know that's not a blizzard game but that was the game that i was playing online all the time right then like if i was playing a game online it was that one yeah and if i played anything else it was for like single player stuff so crazy that unreal once again not related to activision in any way but so crazy that that franchise is just dead yeah seemingly. unreal tournament yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it was why a huge I, I, deal. I thought that the that unreal tournament was better than quake 3 by like a mile i think quake so, 3 too. arena or whatever yeah. you know um <coughs> and it didn't get received that way in the media but i thought it was far superior anyway um i, th- I think the next one was warcraft 3 i warcraft would guess 3, yes. yeah which i loved that one that is where they added the hero mm-hmm. characters yep. and you had like, you know, like Arthas and shit mm-hmm. as um, as hero characters that you could, once again, a way, a, a super jump in storytelling, even from oh Starcraft. Yeah, big time. Um, looked beautiful. Dis- defined the look of the Warcraft franchise going forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah, the, the direction of the story. Yeah. Everything. And um, I remember it being like, you know, really cool missions or whatever, where it wouldn't necessarily be like build right, and mm-hmm. then destroy the other team. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of RTS campaigns, that's what that's, is yeah, you're just doing that over. every level. But gets, no, they would have like it almost felt like Dungeons and Dragons right. campaigns, and, where it's just you and like some one other person. Yeah, two, like, a like a druid a, that can turn into a bear, right? And shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. And an advantage to having like hero characters yes. or whatever. Yeah. Um, sunk a lot of time into that also the expansion really good that oh, was back Wrath in of the, the lich king yeah. i got in on the beta for that oh nice yeah i was i was really super stoked on that and i got managed to get um 
Berkeley and Nick in on it as well. Isn't that nice when you get a beta and then you can invite your friends to mm-hmm. the beta? It, you just it's like fuck yeah. Like I'll play the shit out of a beta. Betas are one of my favorite things about gaming. I don't I, know why. It's I felt super big. privileged, man, at the time. I, this would have been like, what, yeah, 2001, 2002, somewhere around there? They used to be way harder to get into. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like I get a lot of the beta requests that I request. Like, if mm-hmm. I sign up for a beta, I feel like a lot of times I'll get a, a crack at it. But back then, I, I, you, I didn't even sign up for that beta. That's the weird thing. Like, I just, I had just played Blizzard games for like years and i guess they were just like let's invite him he plays a lot of warcraft 3 yeah i like guess they the can battle tell not, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that's probably exactly what happened yeah um battle.net i remember fucking begging to get in the star wars galaxies beta because mm-hmm. it, it was a beta that i felt like went on for like two years and they weren't allowed people in the beta weren't allowed to take screenshots and post them <sighs> on the official forums that's so tough. I'm just like, come on, man. Let me in there to just get a peek. Just let me get a sniff. <laughs> just, just a tip. Yeah. Um, loved Warcraft 3. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I felt bad for Berkeley and Nick and d because I just beat the hell out of them. them oh, boys. really? Yeah. It was, it was... <laughs> I mean, they couldn't touch me in that one because I played it online all the time, too. And I would, I, you know, online, my win rate wasn't that good, but it, it trained still you. okay. And, like, I loved the orcs. The Blade Master hero, particularly. I was tough with him. You know, I kind of... I'm sitting here realizing that when it comes to online, I kind of play the boring choice. Because I played, like, the Alliance or whatever. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. humans. I like the Alliance, too. I loved all their heroes. The wizard Mm -hmm. on the horse. He was badass. (laughs) The dwarf. I used to wreck dudes with that dwarf. Um, And it's weird. Like... So Warcraft 3 then births basically a whole genre mm-hmm. in MOBAs, mm-hmm. right? Because Warcraft 3 happens, and then there's a mod for it called Defense of the Ancients. Which I never played. That's Me kind neither. Of where, that's, that's kind of the line of where my hipness of PC kind of goes away. Yeah. I, with the we're exception getting, of the next game we Yeah, the next about. game we're talking about is my literal last PC game Same. for years because i feel like half-life 2 was before the that yeah so I, i've definitely played through that but then this next game we we're going to talk about um very so big defense of the ancients comes out right mm-hmm. and it's basically all about the hero it's playing your hero characters to destroy like an orb or some shit at the other players get and then defense of the ancients becomes its own thing that now valve owns weirdly and they did defense of the ancients too and then there's League of Legends and Smite and all this. That one game, Warcraft 3, then spawned a whole fucking other genre of games. It became huge games. And then World, World of Warcraft. Yeah, the big daddy. Was that? No, it wasn't your first MMO. I know that. Well, it was the first one that I seriously did. Right. Like, so Nick and I played Ultima Online in the whenever that came out sometime in the mid-90s. And that one was, in theory, we thought it was the coolest thing ever. We loved playing it, even mm-hmm. though we got our ass kicked. It was open PvP wherever yep. you went, and we got bullied. Oh, yeah. But the few times that didn't happen, we managed to have a lot of fun. And I always wanted to go back to it. And EverQuest was kind of the thing that I would see people playing it. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I didn't do EverQuest. So my first MMO was an MMO called The Realm Online made by Sierra. Mm. Uh, 
old buddy Ken Williams even was part of it, nice. right? Mm-hmm. And it was, it's still active to this day. The Railmen line has been sold like, I don't know, four or five times since Sierra sort of shut down. Mm-hmm. But it was the first MMO I ever played. Uh, you could just go on the Sierra website and download the beta from their website and play it. And when I first started playing it, it was like, there was like two or three different enemy types. You didn't have player housing. There wasn't even a central town. And then when they put out the next version and they started charging you to play it, I, like I was like, I'm never going to get to play the realm again. And this was, there. you want to know how much they charged a year? $40. Yeah, $40 a year. A year. Which right. at the time seems like kind of probably a little expensive. Right, but then, you know as you keep going playing MMOs, that's actually a pretty good deal mm-hmm. compared oh, yeah. to other MMOs. Yeah, definitely. So I got it for Christmas, got my $40 subscription and buddy, <laughs> you I, went nuts. It, was, I, it was like crack to me. <laughs> if nobody's ever seen the realm online, look them up, look it up. It's still active. It's got such an interesting, cause it's almost like um, a point and click adventure game. Mm-hmm. that's how you move like there's a foot icon you move around screen to screen and then there's uh instanced combat so you get in a fight with an enemy it takes you to a different screen and then you like click attack buttons it's gotcha. almost turn-based um so i played that then i got into everquest you were pretty heavy into everquest right pretty heavy yeah i mean that that game hooked a lot of people yes uh i remember being so it being so hard to get used to because it was the first 3D MMO I ever played. Mm-hmm. The Realm is all 2D. It's first person. I was used to playing in third person and stuff. <clears throat> but got way into that. And not only did I get into it, my grandfather was into it. And my Uncle Dennis was into it. <laughs> that so, helps. Like, we would have family dinners on Sundays at my grandparents' house. And we would all just be talking about EverQuest. And my mom would be like, I know what the fuck y'all are talking about. <laughs> Elves and goblins. That's really funny. Um, um, similar story I, with Warcraft, World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, I had an ex-girlfriend who I went to um, dinner with her family, and I knew her younger brother played Warcraft, and he apparently also didn't like her last boyfriend. So we were eating dinner, and it was all quiet, and I look up, and I go, so, hey, Randy, what kind of mount do you have? <laughs> and this dude's eyes lit up. <laughs> like, he was like... <gasps> Like, I made a best friend that day. Like, it was really funny. It worked. The so, plan worked to perfect. And the build-up to World of Warcraft, right? You know me. I can be stubborn sometimes with choosing an allegiance. Mm. World of Warcraft was coming right, coming out right around the time of EverQuest 2. Ooh. And so I was like, no, nah, man. I'm just going to play EverQuest 2. I, I mean, love that's, EverQuest. that's fair. You loved EverQuest. Right. That's not like a crazy... And then EverQuest 2 comes out. I remember it was the first game I ever bought that was on DVD. Mm-hmm. The, there was a different DVD version and a CD version. The CD version had like 10 Seven CDs. Does, okay. yeah. <laughs> and then the DVD version had two. Right. And I was like, I can install it quicker. I had a DVD drive on my computer at the time. Sick. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that was definitely a mark of... I used my... Like any money I got for graduating high school, I bought a PC with. And I it, this was the first time like that I didn't have a pre-built PC where mm-hmm. I went to a dude and I was like, I want these parts make this pc i financed one when half-life 2 was coming out so through dell yeah every time and, and you could customize those things yeah. like really well at the time so i had a pretty nice pc for world of warcraft <laughs> yeah so um fire it up start playing it and then 
like a month into EverQuest 2, I just never touched it again. Hmm. And um, this was around the time when I met Bryce. Okay. So I was going to ask, did you have buddies playing World of Warcraft? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that really helps. Yes. I didn't have anybody playing EverQuest Mm -hmm. 2 with me. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the main thing, right? Right, Like, you got to have people to play those with. So my buddy Bryce was a huge EverQuest fan before I knew him. And then he was really wanting to get into World of Warcraft. And I think this was about... I want to say six months after it launched. I didn't start playing at launch. And so we got into it, and then we got other friends into it. And then I met our buddy Josh, and Josh got into it. And talking about Joshy Pants? Joshy Pants. <laughs> Sweet, yeah. yeah he I, definitely got into it. He definitely. He loved more, talking to me about World of more Warcraft. More than anybody I know, Josh got Josh got into World of Warcraft more than anybody I know. We'd have weekly band practices, and our band practices would always start with uh, food at Hamburger Heaven. Yep. And within 30 seconds of eating... I will, no, no, not 30 seconds. Within eight seconds of eating his first French fry, he would be like, so, what do you think about XXX being World of Warcraft? Priest. Shadow Priest. Yeah. <laughs> that was his big thing, Shadow Priest. And, yep. and so, like... Theory crafting. I jump into World of Warcraft, and it was like that scene in fucking... Uh, Pulp Fiction when John Travolta shoots up that's what World of Warcraft was oh, something about it like as much as I was into MMOs before nothing really hit like that World of Warcraft hit we were really stoked for that man like just being big Blizzard fans yeah. at the time being like this is the game that is going to get us into MMOs or whatever this is this is it me Nick and Berkeley yep and we decided to go roll with the horde. You went with the alliance, yep. right? You went with the good guys. You goody goody two shoes. Are you surprised that no, I went I'm not with the good guys at all? So Nick, Nick, and I were both undead. He was a, he, I was a warrior, and he was a priest. Right. And Berkeley was a druid, a Tauren druid. Oh, so pretty pretty cool little group. And I mean, dang, you want to talk about a game that just took over my life for a couple of years? Yeah. It's that one. Yeah. I mean, that grind to 60. What did? What about you guys? What was your group? Like? Okay, so I, I started off... We started off Horde. I was a undead warlock, maybe? Okay, so you and I both started in the same area. Yeah, like I... You know, I like the Necromancer mm-hmm. from Diablo 2. I played a Necromancer in EverQuest 2. Or EverQuest and EverQuest 2. So I was like, well, Warlock seems to be sort of the equivalent. And we played for a while, and Bryce was... At this time, it was only me and Bryce playing. Bryce was playing a Tauren Shaman, I believe. Okay, yeah. Right? Maybe Druid. Okay, Druid. so it was yeah. Druid, yeah, because that's what Berkeley was. And I don't know. I probably got up into, like, my 20s levels. Bryce got up into maybe the 30 range, mm-hmm. and then he decided to change servers and play maybe with some folks he knew from back in the EverQuest day. And I was like, all right, well, I'll transfer over there too. And they were Alliance. So Bryce then became a Night Elf Priest. And I made my my World of Warcraft character was a uh, dwarf hunter named Sherbooz. S H E R B O O Z E. I like it. <laughs> um that was my dude. 
Never made another character. That's the dude I took up until I stopped playing World of Warcraft. Um, yeah, I think you lasted longer than me uh, in in World of Warcraft. You made it through a couple expansions, yes. right? And you played it through maybe even, what, Wrath of the Lich King? So I played through um, definitely Burning Crusade, mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. one. And then I might have started the was the second one Wrath of the Lich King. I think, I think so. so. Yeah, and I started that one, didn't get very far into it, and that was sort of the end of my World of Warcraft phase. Right, but it lasted a long time. Same it worked with me. to where that's all I was playing. Me too. Yeah, that's all I played for probably about a year and a half. It took the PS3 slash Xbox 360 generation. Yep. To break me out of World of Warcraft. Same thing. That generation was what made me into a console gamer. Yes. Like, I had my PlayStation 2, and it kind of barely got used because of World of Warcraft. Same. There were games I played on that PlayStation 2. Like Resident Evil 4. There was definitely stuff. Grand Theft Auto. You know, there was stuff. Final Fantasy I would go back Mm -hmm. for. But But you're right. Uh, Yeah, NBA Street. Great game. But yeah. Um, the the um PC the World of Warcraft basically was was my swan song to PC gaming. Yes, and it, it was a good time, man. Like I, I remember going into like the auction house or whatever for the oh. first time and seeing somebody who was like wearing this six sword that's armor. like on fire yeah. or whatever, and I'm just like, how? What the hell? Okay, that's so an enchantment. So then I'm like, I have to get enchanted. Yeah, I have to. How I, I have to learn how to do that, dude? Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember getting your Finally getting your first mount. Hell yeah. And then do you remember scraping the gold together to get your epic mount at 60? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my, what an account. It felt like buying your first car as a kid. It really did. Like, you know I, what re- I, mean? I remember like being so excited. I remember like going to work. I would have some night shifts and I would be like just daydreaming at work the whole time. Thinking of how close that purple bar was to getting up mm-hmm. to like level. I'd be like at like... 49 or whatever. Oh. Like, oh, it's almost 50, dude. Like, so, when I get home, I'm banging out 50. Here we go. You know, um, I had the same job I have now when I was playing World of Warcraft. And my job, a lot of it's working from home, and I sort of make my own schedule. Uh, this was my schedule during the week, Steve, when I would play World of Warcraft. Let me tell it to you. This, this was for at least a full year what my life was. Uh, I would go two places physically one day a week but i do them all in that day so i would drive probably 10 hours total Mm -hmm. and just get that all knocked out and then all the stuff i had to do from home i would not do until friday evening it was due (laughs) saturday morning so like friday afternoon i would start working and i would probably work until 8 a.m my deadline right submit everything that meant every other day steve Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday were pretty much free to... Uh, Monday, Tuesday... Well, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. half of Friday, 8 a.m., fucking take a shower, take a nap by Saturday afternoon when Jeff Ling is coming over with his laptop to play World of Warcraft. Log on. Wake up and log on. <laughs> Wake up and log on, baby. <laughs> oh, man. I really do miss like the stupid shit like grinding for materials or whatever, yeah. you know? I remember the first epic item I got was the six demon bag, weirdly. Oh, oh yeah. Swear to God. It's not even a, that great of an item in Warcraft. Well, yeah, it, it was, was okay. Right. Yeah. But, like, still, that being, like, the first one I found, I still kind of remember that. I can't remember the names of any so, of them, but. Who, all right. We, I want to circle back around because we didn't get into it all. Uh, you were, what was your 
character? Undead warrior. Undead warrior. What was Barkley? Torin Druid. Uh, Nick. Was an undead priest. And that was your main crew? Did your buddy D'Lo play with y'all mm-hmm. on that? He, okay. didn't, he didn't play MMOs. <clears throat> so that was your crew. My crew, like I said, me, Dwarf Hunter, Bryce, uh, uh, night elf priest then when joshy started playing he was a human warrior named clell um and then he started a priest that he wanted to be he was obsessed with shadow priest yeah he was and we would have to be we would tell him like um well look they are cool and for leveling and and soloing that's what you want to do raids and stuff like it's like Priests are going to be expected to be super heels. Heels, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was always the thing. Was like we, like it never really happened. But we were all sort of shooting to do raids. By the way, Bryce was like, "Fuck you, amateurs! I'm out of here." And he went and joined like a big boy <laughs> nice. guild. Yeah, and that dude was doing high end raids. We and never, stuff. Me we either. never sniffed those. <laughs> once, once I went in with Josh and me and Jeff and. Uh, our buddy Greg and a, several other people that we knew into just the twenty man raid, right? And fucking clusterfuck city, <laughs> bro. Did not get that far into it, and I was like, okay, cool. That that's just never something I'm going to do. Yeah, it's just like it sucks when you know that there's such cool shit, but then like you have to parcel it out too. Yeah, like the gear. It's not like everybody gets instance gear in those things. You know, no. it's like. You better hope that it comes up your class and yep. you, you roll high enough oh, to get it or however. Remember, so not the, obviously not, but do you remember running the like end game dungeons yeah. over and over again for like your purple gear? Mm-hmm. Do you remember getting that last piece of purple gear, completing the set? <laughs> yep. <sighs> Looking fresh. Did you play much when they added the PvP stuff? Uh, yeah. Yo, mm-hmm. that shit was fun too. We played it, yeah. We're, there was like a level where... There was like two PvP levels, I feel like, mm-hmm. in the grind up to 60 or whatever. Um, and one of them was kind of in a more islandy area. I, I can't think yeah. of the name of it, but I remember doing it there. It was it would have been like between level 30 and 40, I feel like. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I remember you would just get guys who would... That was where I learned the concept of just what a twink was. Yeah. Where you would just like get a guy who was just super strong for like a, a, a certain scale of levels. Yeah. Right? Like so... You would make a twink for level 39 who would just dominate every level 30 that he came across. Because you would, what you would do with your main character is you would get them the most ballin' level 39 gear, full mm-hmm. blued out, mm-hmm. and you would just be a monster. Yeah, you would just dominate people, yeah. PvP. Monster. <laughs> I can't even remember what like you would get from the PvP. You would get tokens, like the, and then you mm-hmm. could turn those in for merchants or whatever. Because yeah. I remember you, you would get to the point where you had your adventuring gear and then you would have your separate pvp gear that mm-hmm. the stats were more geared towards pvp so right. like by the time i quit playing shabu's had like a decent set of gear that i'd go out and do dungeons and quests with and then a different set of gear for pvp, PvP right um yeah it wasn't my sole focus not even close but no. I, it was definitely something that i would fool around with there were times when you would go running out around like just the um like the areas, the PvP areas. I, w- I was talking about the arenas. There, mm-hmm. you remember those? Like, yeah. That's what oh, I don't mean the PvP areas. I meant the battlegrounds. That's what I was. Yes, battlefields. Exactly. Whatever they that's call what them. I was talking about yeah, when I yeah, mentioned me like kitting out a dude. But like, there were the PvP areas on the oh, map. Yeah. Did you ever go there? Oh, 
You sometimes you'd have to. You, you would do. Be in yeah, dual, there's areas. Yeah. There's like some strangle. Do you remember the veil? Stranglethorn Vale? Do you remember the first time you ever saw like another player, and, and you like, both you kind of do that little side eye thing, and then let's do it. Either yeah. you do it or you both run off. I don't know. I remember getting in a fight and of course losing. Um, <laughs> there was this dude on our side on the alliance. Jeff and I were sort of equally leveled. We're both dwarf hunters. Why Jeff? <laughs> was like, I'm going to play that too. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> it was fine. Um, but anyway, Jeff was also a dwarf, uh, dwarf hunter. We're in Stranglethorn Vale. We're playing together, doing some hunting. And there's another player on our team that keeps trolling us. Not on our team, but on the Alliance side. Mm-hmm. So then Jeff, and this is big brain shit. <laughs> he goes over to where the Horde players congregate. and Because th- you can't talk to each other. It just comes out as gibberish. Right. Through nothing but emotes, convinces these three horde dudes to come follow him to where this guy keeps trolling me and kill the other guy over and over again. (laughs) They just sat there and protected me and Jeff while we did what we needed to do. You just see it in the you you guys are fighting like little slime puffs or whatever, and you see these guys just running across the map in the background, just beating this dude down. Yeah, that's exactly what was going on, and he was getting so angry. Yeah, Um, but yeah, that you know, like I played through vanilla or whatever into Burning Crusade. So excited through Burning Crusade. I have one final funny uh, story. We used to use. I don't know if it was Ventrilo or TeamSpeak, but we had some sort of voice communication. I think it was Ventrilo. Josh used to mention Ventrilo. And um, it wouldn't wouldn't alert you when someone came into your room. Like, you know, you could have passwords and stuff, and you'd give them to all your buddies that you play with. And so I'm sitting in Will's room. Will's playing on his computer. I have my laptop. I'm playing on my laptop, Stony Baloney. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I'm going to play World of Warcraft, put my headset on pop into the ventrilo and i come in in the middle of jeff telling this dude that i cannot stand by the way not jeff the other dude right telling him oh man it's gonna be so funny i'm gonna beat halls to level 70 (laughs) oh he woke the dragon and i was like what's that and he was like (laughs) laughing it off oh buddy you know what start playing ding 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 became the race to 70 at that point yep and we know who probably won that i did Um, (laughs) anyways yeah just after a a few years with the new consoles and it started to kind of feel like a job where i was like i don't want to play and everybody's like no you got to get on and play and it just lost interest same it got a lot of time a lot of money out of me i kept that world of warcraft subscription going Mm mm-hmm I moved around this time and I around uh, 2005 uh, mm-hmm. to a different place and I was doing a little more music at the time and so I only had time to do like console stuff for a little while and then we kind of met when we met I had stopped doing I think we had both cover sort band of, and right. so I was just doing Stone Cobra so I had a lot more time to play video games as opposed to having to do like two or three band practices right so that was when our 360 generation stuff kicked off and the yep. second wave of video games happened. <clears throat> but yeah, that was sort of... I mean, I've played StarCraft 2 and enjoyed it, but that was kind of the end of my heyday with Same. Blizzard stuff. I never you played know, StarCraft 2. I I'd... liked Overwatch, but it never oh, yeah, was I, my be-all, end-all. I enjoy Overwatch. Yeah. I mean, for what it is, you know, um, just like a hero shooter. I enjoyed uh, Diablo 3 on console. Like, if, 
the fact that they were able to get that game on con- like finally get that series on console and the, pretty impressive like a nice yeah. version was not it was cool um and i'm looking forward to if they can get everybody fucking uh, straightened out and get the ship straightened out then Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 could be things I am excited for. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, from what I've seen of Overwatch 2, it looks pretty much the same thing as Overwatch 1. But Let I... me ask you something. Let's say news comes out. Man, uh, Microsoft's owning a Blizzard is actually turning things around. Employees are happy. They don't feel as pressured. There's a little more creative freedom. Uh, they're bringing World of Warcraft out on the Xbox. I don't know. Would you? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to say. I find myself like you know we've played Final Fantasy fourteen, and oh. I find it hard to believe that it would be better. It won't be. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> I would be tempted though, just because. Like, I. That's not to say twice. I've gone back to World of Warcraft mm-hmm. just to poke my head in, <laughs> see what's around. going on, make a new character. Yeah, it's about the same. Play it for about a month, and then I'm done. You yeah. know what I mean? It's happened twice since. Yeah. I stopped playing, but it's never been, it's never hooked me. If we were going to play an MMO, I'd just prefer we all fire back up all FF14. <laughs> see what our buddy Alpha Nod is up to with yeah. his tiny tie. <laughs> Dude, in his little tie. Um, before, real quick, before we wrap up, I wanted to bring up another thing. We, we'll talk about these games in a future episode, um, but my, this potentially means Microsoft is going to own king's quest mm. space quest mm-hmm. leisure suit larry yeah uh uh what was the other one quest for glory we definitely need to do a sierra um, episode if they could find a way to resurrect those franchises well king's quest kind of rebooted recently not that long ago yeah, not that long ago but i i feel you man those those games are really kind of where i so important to yeah. me as like a me gamer. Too. We're going to talk about those ones. So day. if they could find a way to bring back those franchises, what's funny is there was an interview with Phil Spencer where he said he is interested in bringing back some franchises they mm-hmm. haven't touched in a while, and he specifically mentioned King's Quest. Hell yeah. So if Phil's a fan, maybe he can make it happen. Man. Uh, I would be real stoked. Um, but yeah, you know, this is like we were talking about, not a done deal right there's going to be all kinds of regulatory (laughs) meetings and things happening uh it seems like most of the quote-unquote analysts or whatever that i've seen talk about it think it's going to go through probably yeah but but... it's probably one of the last of its kind before people start stepping in and being like hey now (laughs) you guys can't do like all merge together like this i do however kind of expect sony to fuck slap uh, something on the table i kind of expect sony is going to answer this acquisition in some way they're going to have to i know i've heard rumors about them doing their own kind of game pass thing but no you know, i mean i know what I you mean they're going to have to sony there's, there's going to have to be an acquisition I wonder if they will mm-hmm. the one i think would be the craziest and almost sort of make the most sense i don't know that it would be i don't know how much it would be but Square Enix. That's the one, right? Like, that's the one to keep an eye on, I think. Yeah, because I don't know that EA, like, to me, EA almost seems to... I would have said the same thing EA. about Activision, though. Sheesh. Uh, what if they tried to buy fucking Take-Two? Mm-hmm. That would uh, be interesting. 
they would own Grand Theft Auto and Rockstar. I mean, there's other. It's not like Activision's the be all end all, right? Like, it's just a big umbrella at this yeah. point, you know. But I, I do kind of wonder if Sony is going to answer this acquisition with an acquisition of their own. They were like, "Hey guys, we bought Blue Point. <laughs> you know that game, that launch game for the PS5. We had a really good launch game. Guess guys, guess who had a really, really good launch game? <laughs> we did. And the guys that made that, we bought them. And Microsoft was like." You guys want to play Call of Duty on console? <laughs> Guess what you're going to have to do. Oh, poor, poor Sony. <laughs> so you know. I guess we'll just uh, keep an eye on it, see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, like I say all the time, competition is, is, is a good thing. With that said, I don't like the arms race of just no. spending money. You know, I don't either. And, and I don't like as much as I like Microsoft. I don't necessarily think it's a great idea for them to buy up everything. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? At a certain point, you're you're going to spread yourself out too. too yeah. Thin. Well, and uh, not just that. It's like I don't want everything to just become like come down to being owned by two right. giant fucking Megacorps. mega corporation. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, anyways, guys, uh, what did you think? Is there any Activision um, uh, owned? IP that they haven't touched in a little while that you'd like to see Microsoft resurrect? Why don't you let us know at highpotionpod at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and you have the chance to win a gift card like Neil and like Nathan. Come on, get to it. You can also do five-star reviews on, well, just five stars yes. on Spotify now too. You so. can rate us on Spotify as well. Nice little rate, just a tap on yeah, the five stars, nothing real else. easy. Super easy. easy. Yeah. Um, you can follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra. You can follow me on Twitter at Blue Harvest Pod. You can follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.